Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever it is for you. I hope it's good. My name is Jay King. Welcome to the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580, where we're on this music kick, and I got a good one for you today. This album that we're about to talk about is the second album in a trilogy of greatness for this artist. If you listened last week, you already know who I'm talking about. If you didn't, you're going to be in for a surprise. Before I get into it, let me tell you, my name is Jay King. I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. I'm a radio show host at KBLA Talk 1580 and at KDEE in Sacramento 97.5 FM, which can be heard at KDEEFM.org. Or you can listen to it on TuneIn and just type in 97.5 FM KDEE Sacramento. I also do a a morning uh, blog show called the Jake. I'm sorry, let me start here. I also do a morning talk show called Kings in the Morning on the J. King Network. And I uh, sing in a group called Club Nouveau, which I am the leader and creator of. And, of course, I am a community activist. Uh, I love the community of humanity. And my activism is human beings getting better at being human. With that being said, this album I'm about to talk about is the 13th album for the artist that I'm about to talk about. And, you know, I shouldn't even play with you like that. I should just tell you it's Marvin Gaye. And the album I'm talking about is Let's Get It On. So, but I have to back up and talk about what's going on before I can get to Let's Get It On. Because what's going on is um, a a comeuppance of sorts for Marvin Gaye. Because Marvin Gaye as we all know, is the prince of Motown. Uh, And he is the husband of Motown founder, Barry Gordy. His sister, Anna Gordy, is Marvin's wife. And it's his older sister, so she is 17 years Marvin's senior, when they get married, she's 41 and he's 24. And Marvin seems to have a run of the studio, but not because of his wife, because of his talent. Marvin has had a, has had a string of hits up to the point when he gets to the What's Going On album. But he and Barry Gordy are on a collision course of power, and Barry doesn't want Marvin to release the What's Going On album, Marvin won't record until the What's Going On album is released and, or I should say single, because we haven't even gotten to the album yet. It's the single What's Going On. And Marvin has had a string of hit records, uh, and his last album, well, I shouldn't say, okay, let me, sit, let, me, let me go back right there, Mike. Marvin has had a string of hits records. His last album, That's the Way Love Is, goes to number 17 on the R&B chart, but the album before that, the MPG album, goes to number one and is a top 40 up charts for him at number 33. So Barry is looking at Marvin saying, hey, we've got something cooking here. He's going to make Marvin into a sex symbol. That's his deal. And then Marvin comes along with this what's going on nonsense, and Barry says, hey, do you want to destroy your career by making this political record, what's going on? That sucks, by the way. And Barry couldn't have been more wrong. And by doing that, Marvin opens up the floodgates for himself to be creative. It also coincides with the fact that Marvin, at this time, is 32 years old now. He's not the 24-year-old kid that they could kind of push around and tell what to do. And it's probably starting to cause some friction at home because Marvin's not a 24-year-old little boy. He's a 
32-year-old grown man who's just made the biggest record, biggest selling single, and now biggest album to date for Motown. And he's probably feeling himself. So he and Anna are having some issues, and they separate for a while. Marvin records an album after what's going on called Trouble Man for a black exploitation film. Um, and it does well, but it, you know it only has it only has one single from it, and that's Trouble Man, which becomes a big record for Marvin. But Marvin is in a funk of sorts. You know, his relationship, because Marvin is growing up now. He's, he's shedding that old little boy skin and walking into his man skin. But he's having a hard time, having a hard time writing. So he and Ed Townsend start working on this song. It's a song that Ed brings to him. And Marvin starts working with him on it, and it's called "Let's Get It On." And but they, they they're having a hard time with the lyric. Somebody else comes in to write a lyric, and the lyric they write is back to that political thing, but the political theme doesn't work with the musical feel. And so they go back to the drawing board. They make it more about sex, and that's where but let's get it on, motif starts to happen. But what's really driving Marvin, because like I said, Marvin was in a funk when he came to writing. He just, he was, he was having a dry spell. And artists need a muse. And Ed Townsend, whether purposely or by accident, has the cure. See, now Marvin is 33, about to be 34 years old, and his wife is 51 years old. And Marvin meets a little young girl, 17. So Marvin is in an odd space. Here he has a wife 17 years older than him and a crush on a little girl 17 years younger than him. And she's going to be the driving force of this album, Let's Get It On. And this story ends by the time I get to the end of this show. But it will give you some context to where Marvin is in his life what he's about to do, and how he is about to shed all of the little baby skin that was around him, all of the the prince of Motown to becoming the man of Motown. When we come back, we're going to bring you back to some wonderful music. To me, one of the greatest albums ever, ever recorded. I'm sorry, I'm just again, Mike. To me, one of the greatest albums, I'm sorry, to me, one of the greatest sensual albums ever recorded by my favorite artist of all times, Mr. Marvin Gaye. My name is Jay King, and you're tuned into the and you're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. How how long was that, Mike? Huh? That was nine minutes. Nine minutes. This next segment, we're looking at about 14 to 15. Okay. 14 to 15? Okay. You ready? I am ready. Anytime. Okay. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King, and we are going over, I'm sorry, and we are discussing the Marvin Gaye What's Going On album. And we're going to talk about the story behind him, how it happened, what was going on with Marvin. Marvin has just come off the biggest record of his career and the biggest record that Motown has done to date. By doing 
the What's Going On album, Marvin has just freed up um, Stevie Wonder so he could make the Music of My Mind album. Because you have to remember, up until this point, Motown is a machine. It's an assembly line, just like a car company. They, they have a formula to making records. Well, Marvin Gaye just broke the mold on that formula, and he's doing things his way, and he's bringing in Stevie Wonder to do the same thing. Because of his success, Stevie Wonder rides his, coach, his coattail, which gives us some incredible album starting with the music of my mind. So in the spring of 1972, Marvin is suffering from writer's block. And you would think, you know, after the most commercially successful album that he's made to that point, that he would be a writing fool, but he's not. He's struggling to come up with new material. After Motown renegotiated his deal. So he has a new contract. And this contract gives him more creative control over his recordings. The deal is worth over a million dollars. It makes him the highest earning soul artist and the highest earning black artist at the time. So anybody doing soul music, he's earning more money than them. Any black artist, he's making more money with than them. So Marvin has a lot going on. He's struggling with whether he wants to stay in Detroit or if he wants to relocate to Los Angeles and follow Barry Gordy because Barry Gordy has just moved um, the label and, and everything um, Hitsville to Los Angeles, and they call it the Hitsville West Studio. And so Marvin is struggling with music. He's struggling with his conscience. Uh, and he's dealing with the expectations of his wife because Marvin Gaye was pretty controlled at that point. So all of a sudden, Marvin Gaye is growing up. He, he's a man now. He's not 20-something. He's 30-something. And so he and Anna, they separate. And they separate because of the pressure that she's putting on him. And while at the same time, Marvin is dealing with some past issues from his childhood. Because during Marvin's childhood, his father, who was a preacher, Marvin Gaye Sr., harshly disciplined Marvin um, under some extremely moralistic and fundamentalist Christian teachings. And, um, and as a result, Marvin, when it came to sex, the practice of sex, the meaning of sex, as an adult, he didn't understand it. And so Marvin would sometimes suffer from impotence. And he had these sadiomasochistic fantasies. And he had these feelings of guilt. And so he's learning how to cope with all his personal issues while dealing with his newly found socially conscious persona with the What's Going On album. And Marvin is really, he's confused and confounded. So Ed Townsend... It's like a godsend because Marvin is, um, he's recording songs, but the songs that he's recording are all politically conscious songs. Um, he's at um, Motown Studio B. They called it Golden World Record Studio. And he's... um. He's recording at Hitsville West in Los Angeles. So from February to July of 1973, he's accompanied by, you know, the Funk Brothers. And, um, and those are the same guys that worked on the What's Going On album. And so he records a song called The World is Rated X. They don't release it. He records another song called Where Are We Going? 
um, they don't release it. But uh, Donald Byrd would eventually release it, cover it, and release it on one of his albums. So Marvin had planned to release an album titled You're the Man, but it was shelved because he just didn't like the music. So now he and um, Ed Townsend are writing this song, Let's Get It On. At first it's a religious song to life, like it's, it's, you know, it's an ode to life. But then um, a singer and songwriter named Kenneth Stover rewrites the song, and he makes it more of a political song. When Marvin and, um, and Ed hear the song, they don't like it. And they say that it would be better if it had sexual and romantic overtones. And so Ed Townsend said, look, man, this should be about making sweet love. So he and Townsend rewrite the lyrics. They keep the same original arrangements. They keep the same musical accompaniment of the demo intact. And Marvin Gaye is all of a sudden writing lyrics because he just met the most beautiful girl in the world named Janice Hunter. He was infatuated with her. And once Ed Townsend saw that when she was in the studio, when she was in the sessions, that Marvin Gaye would be inspired in his thinking, that he would sing with a different kind of sensuality, a different kind of cool, a different kind of sexy, that he made sure that she was in the studio. Now, again, Janice Hunter is the daughter of a friend of Ed Townsend, and she's 17 years old. Marvin Gaye is a 34-year-old grown man. Marvin is now entering into an intimate relationship with Janice Hunter, this little girl. So throughout this album, Marvin and Janice are involved. Now, you, you know that Marvin and a gay are married. Even though they are separated, they are still married. And Marvin, in a lot of ways, starts to flunk his relationship with Janice because he kind of, he doesn't care. He, he's being rebellious. Marvin, in a lot of ways, like a butterfly that just came out of the cocoon. He, he wants to fly away. And so Marvin starts working on four songs that he had before that he couldn't write anything to. Now all of a sudden, it's flowing. So he did a song called Just to Keep You Satisfied that was originally recorded by a bunch of Motown groups, including the originals and the monitors. And um, Just to Keep You Satisfied was a song about a dedicated and, and long-standing love. But now Marvin is dealing with his real life. And Marvin rewrites the song, and he addresses the demise of his relationship with Anna and this marriage that he has in this song. Now, Anna was the original co-writer of Just to Keep You Satisfied. So Marvin has taken her off the song and rewrote the song with a whole new meaning about how their relationship is breaking up. At the same time, Marvin is recording this passionate, sexy, multi-tracked 
Because now Marvin, remember, up until this point, up until the What's Going On album, Marvin sang straight lyric, melody songs. Now he's multi-tracking his voice, and now he's multi-tracking his sensuality and his sexiness. He's doing it in a 1950s style with the melody, with the wah-wah guitar notes, with the simple chords, and he's thinking, let's get it on to this young girl. Marvin Gaye is making love to his girlfriend on this album. And his wife knows it. And so during the recording of what's going on, uh, during the recording of Let's Get It On, Marvin is playing a very dangerous game between his wife and this young girl that he is head over heels with. Marvin records the album on August 28, 1973. The Let's Get It On album comes out and what's going on was Marvin Gaye's best-selling record until Let's Get It On goes out, comes out. I'm going to go back to that, Mike. Until Let's Get It On comes out, and Let's Get It On surpasses the What's Going On album and becomes the best-selling record that Marvin Gaye has ever done at Motown. The album went to number two on the U.S. Billboard Top LP charts. The only song, the only album bigger than it was the Rolling Stones, Goat Head Soup. But it also reached number one on the Cashbox charts for one week, as well as two weeks at number one on the Record World music charts. And 61 weeks it stayed on the Billboard charts, and it went to number one for 11 weeks on the Billboard Soul Album charts and became the best-selling soul album of 1973. So Marvin Gaye records the What's Going On album, which today is called, which today is the best-selling, um, I'm sorry, let me go back to that mic, because it's not the best-selling. I think you said let's go. Yeah, it, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? So let's get it on now. No, no, let me, I know what I'm doing. To date, at this point, Marvin recorded the What's Going On album that many say is the greatest album ever recorded in the history of music. And Rolling Stone magazine says right now today is the number one album ever recorded. And he follows it up with Let's Get It On. Two years later, he hadn't won a Grammy. So Marvin releases the Let's Get It On single, and he goes through the roof. It becomes a smash record. Billboard called it fine in terms of vocal attack and material. Touches on the excellence in terms of instrumental support. John Landau of Rolling Stone said Marvin Gaye's performance was on par with that of what's going on. And he said he continues to transmit that same degree of intensity, sending out near-cosmic overtones while eloquently phrasing the sometimes simplistic lyrics. Marvin Gaye was 
hitting on all cylinders. Marvin Gaye was the biggest selling R&B artist of the time period. So he went on tour. And if you are a Marvin Gaye fan, then you know about his live album where he was in the Oakland Coliseum. 1973-1974, he was on tour, and he released the 1974 LP album live. And it was the only release that he had during that sabbatical um, in the mid-1970s. And that will be true until he does the I Want You album, which we will cover as well. So Marvin Gaye, is settling in to manhood. But there are so many things that are coming at him. With success comes a lot of pressure. And now Marvin has the pressure, realizing that he's a man who married somebody when he was a boy. And the unfortunate part is the woman that he married was a grown woman, a mature woman, 17 years his senior, and he's falling in love with a little girl who's 17 years his junior. And Marvin is about to create the same kind of energy exists between he and his wife with this little girl that is soon to be his girlfriend and wife. And Marvin Gaye is going to do exactly what his album title says. He's about to get it on. And man, is it going to be crazy. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We're talking about Marvin Gaye and the Let's Get It On album and all the stories behind it. We'll be right back. How was that? Yeah, good, Jay. Got it. Okay. You, uh, uh, um, how many minutes do I have on this next section? We have eight minutes. Eight minutes? I'd like to, yeah, we went over there. Huh? Okay. So when I'm going over, just let me know. I did. I put it in the chat twice. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not, okay. Let me, I got to, so, so what you're saying is I should be paying attention to you. Is that what you're saying, Mike? I'm not paying attention? Well, um, yeah, that's right. Yes, I, you want to call me the N-word? <laughs> Why? Why would I do this? Nigga, pay attention. Oh. You ready? Yes, I am. Anytime. Okay. You tuned into the J. King Show at KBLA Talks 1580. My name is J. King. We're discussing the Marvin Gaye Let's Get It On album. And just all of the things that are swirling around it. Marvin Gaye is creating an album that is literally pushing the sexual barrier. Nobody to this date has been, nobody in any parts of music has been from start to finish with a complete album so sensual and sexual and his creative, and their creative content or barriers. And by recording this album, Marvin Gaye single-handedly led the recording industry into an increased popularity of sexually-themed contemporary music. Let's get it on. But that time period 
was one of the most erotic recordings known to mankind. Because of that album, Barry White was able to record Can't Get Enough. Smokey Robinson was able to record A Quiet Storm. And Earth, Wind, and Fire was able to record That's the Way of the World. The commercial success of Marvin Gaye led to a change in the trend from socially conscious aesthetic to a a more mainstream and centrally themed music. Marvin Gaye would go on to further that and his next offering that we won't talk about today. And although there was a conscious revolution, with Marvin Gaye there was also a sexual revolution. And what I think is that on Let's Get It On, Marvin was making a commentary on what was happening. Because we have these big love ends, sex and drugs and rock and roll was at an all-time high. And in this love end that was going on, and with Marvin quoting T.S. Eliot in his liner notes, and the quote was that life amounts to birth, copulation, and death. And the young lady that was moaning on the album when he did You Sure Love the Ball, we had never heard that before. Nobody had ever put a woman making sexual pleasure sounds on an album before Marvin Gaye. That was the first. Marvin Gaye was capturing erotica and weaving it into music and weaving it into music in such a way that it blew our minds. We had we had to have it. We had to hear it again and again. We had to imitate it. We had to try to sing it just like him. Marvin Gaye, one man, literally changed the theme of music from social consciousness to sensuality with the Let's Get It On album. Marvin Gaye is arguably the greatest single artist to change the music business and the history of it. Let's get it on. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. How many minutes do I have on this next section? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Give me some space to put some music in there. Mm-hmm. What other songs? What other songs do you like on the album? So we want to play. We want to play. Let's get it on. We want to play. Please stay. Once you go away. If I should die tonight. We want to play. Come get to this. We want to play. Distant lover. You sure love the ball, and just to keep you satisfied. You ready? <clears throat> what was the second biggest hit on there? Um, so, you sure love the ball. Who, oh, baby? Okay. Please you, turn you, yourself around. You, you, okay, you talked about that one. Mm-hmm. What about if I should die tonight? Uh, that was um, a great, great record. Incredible. Think about that. Any, any, any notes about that? Um, so, Father? on, um, you know, the interesting thing on If I Should Die Tonight, I, you know, um, 
when I listen to that record, I was wondering whether he was talking to Anna or Jan. Because cause he's, cause he's really... Um, He's really caught in a rock and a hard place, you know, because he's growing up. He he loves um, he loves Anna, but he is totally taken by Jan, and he don't know what to do. He's not doing this on purpose. He can't shake it. And this is a a little boy that's growing up to be a man who is trying to find his way. And music is his escape. This is how he tells the story. But he's not even starting the stories. Other people are starting the stories. When you look at what's going on, he don't start the story. Obi Benson starts the story. When you look at Let's Get It On, he don't start the story. Ed Townsend starts the story. But they help him tell the story of his life. And he's got a woman and a wife who is the queen. And she ain't taking second fiddle to nobody. She only has known herself as the queen. And he has a little girl who plays innocent, but she knows what she's doing. And she's got the Prince of Motown by his nose. So if you listen to the lyric, if I should die tonight, oh baby, though it would be far before my time, I won't die, Blue Sugar, because I've known you. Oh, how many eyes have seen their dreams? How many arms have felt their dreams? How many hearts, baby, have felt the world stand still? Millions never. They never, never, and millions never will, baby. They never will. If I should die tonight, love, darling, far before my time, my time. I won't die blue because I've known you. Oh, I'm so grateful, baby. Grateful that you're loving me. My desire is to love you till I'm no longer here and never tire. Love has been so good to me. I'm so thankful. I believe at this point in this song, Marvin isn't talking to Anna or Janice, he's talking to Anna and Janice because he is sensually on fire. When he does Let's Get It On, he's definitely talking to Jan. She is his muse. And when you listen to the music and you look at the writers, Marvin Gaye wrote two songs on this album. He wrote Come Get to This by himself, and he wrote You Sure Love to Ball by himself. And if you want to hear Marvin at his most honest, it's most free. Uh, those two records on Come Get to This, you picture Marvin in a club swing dancing with Janice. And on You Sure Love to Ball, you can actually feel Marvin making love to Janice. This is the beginning of his life with Janice and the end of his life with Anna, convoluted mess that he's working through. And 
he's singing to both ladies. One to say goodbye, the other to say, hello, I'm here. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. It's the Jay King Show. We'll be right back. Great, great. Okay, cool. We have two more segments, four minutes each. Okay. All right. So let me um, – this show is sponsored by Highlands Community Charter School. If you're 22 years or older without a high school diploma, Highlands Community Charter School is where you ought to be. Not only will they help you earn your high school diploma, they'll help you find a career pathway, and it doesn't cost a dime, just time and effort. 916-844-2283 is the number. 916-844-2283. Call them today. Let them know you heard about them right here on the J. King Show. And I'm, now I'm coming right back, right? You're tuning into the J. Now, King Show. Huh? I'm going to go come to him right now. Um, okay. Um, you're tuned into the J. King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J. King. I hope you are enjoying the show. We're talking about the Marvin Gaye Let's Get It On album. It's the second album. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me go back. It's the first album after the groundbreaking What's Going On album. And Marvin is having a hard time trying to put a record together until he gets with Ed Townsend. And he and Ed Townsend start to carve up and create the next greatest album that he'll make that will even surpass the What's Going On album, and that's the Let's Get It On album. Ed Townsend sees that Marvin is moved by a young beautiful six-foot-tall stallion by the name of Janice Hunter. She's 17 years younger than Marvin, but he knows that he's hit on something, and he lets Janice turn into a muse for Marvin, while at the same time Marvin is separated from Anna. And so Marvin, in this ode to love, he is fighting on how he's going to figure this thing out. And that's where I think Distant Lover comes in, that Anna is now his distant lover. He loves her, but they're so far away from each other. They, they can't find their way back, and partly because of the little young girl that Marvin is just completely taken by. Another thing has to be the age difference that Marvin is now a a 34-year-old grown man. He's 10 years into a marriage that he went into as a 24-year-old, and and now he's trying to break away, and and his wife is getting a bit older, and and he's still at his young viral self, and, and he's struggling with impotence, but this young girl takes all that away. And so Marvin is dealing with the fact that he loves his wife, but she's his distant lover. He's taken the song just to keep you satisfied and rearranged it to talk about what's going on in their marriage. Marvin is in a dilemma, and it's in front of us on the Let's Get It On album. As a matter of fact, it's probably why as you're listening to it, when you first heard it, you were trying to figure out what he was talking about because it was so good, and you were trying to figure out what, you know, you, you wanted to know what he meant because of the rub. It, 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 in, in one sense, it seems like he's, he's ready to fall in love or, he, or he's ready to go all the way, but in another sense, he's holding back, and that's because that's what's happening. That's what's happening in his life. Motown understood who Marvin Gaye was after he passed. A lot of Marvin's music wasn't released until after he passed. And the wonderful thing about that is now we get a chance to hear the whole scope of who Marvin is. Um, On September 18, 2001, Motown did a reissue 
called the Marvin Gaye Let's Get It On album, but they did it as a two-disc deluxe edition, and um, it featured 24-bit digital remastering from the original album's recording. So it really sounds good and clean. But it also includes previously unissued material. It also had a 24-page booklet uh, which had the original album line of notes that Marvin wrote as well as um, essays from um, Marvin Gaye biographers David Ritz and Ben Edmonds. Um, I suggest if any of you are real Marvin Gaye music fans that you listen to, uh, you get that version of uh, of the Let's Get It On album. And there are some great songs, some great uh, mixes. There's the uh, Just To Keep You Satisfied that was originally done by the uh, originals in 1970 and also by the monitors in 1968. Uh, there's a demo of If I Should um, Die Tonight. There are uh, different mixes. There's the song Symphony um, with a demo vocal on it, and Symphony uh, was on his last album um, that they completed after his death, but just beautiful music. And um, Marvin Gaye is a one of a kind, so much so that um, I could do many shows on Marvin and just show you how his life, how it all ties together, and how literally from the What's Going On album to his death, how that, how it was, it was going to manifest itself because Marvin was on the trajectory from the time he did the What's Going On album. He had to literally go in another direction. And when he went to Belgium in the 80s, he did. Coming back to uh, the United States was the death of Marvin. But that's another story for another day. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 15A. We'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So what do I need? Uh, about two minutes left. Okay. You want to contact and kind of reach out yeah, yeah. in a minute? Yeah. How to get in touch with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're back. My name is Jay King. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you, uh, if there's any subject that uh, you would like me to tackle or if there's a, a, a musical artist you'd like me to delve into, email me at J-A-Y-K-I-N-G, the number 62 at gmail.com. You can follow me on all of my shows by downloading the iHeartRadio app and searching for The J. King Show, and all my shows are there. You can also follow me um, on Instagram at the official J. King, and you can also check me out on Facebook at J-A-Y-K-I-N-G, the number three. I hope you enjoyed this show and the stories and the information my name is Jay King. Hope to see you next week. Good night. You are just tuned in to The Jay King Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Got it. You got it? So, Mike, so... um, The 17-year-old female. Uh Uh-huh. He's a flute player from... No, 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 no. So let me tell you what happened. So let me tell you what happened, Mike. So Ed, Ed Townsend is trying, to, is trying to invigorate Marvin, right, trying to get him into it. And Marvin, uh, you know, Marvin is, 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 is fighting this thing in his head because him and his wife, man, he's going through, you know, this could be the end. So Marvin loves, he loves Anna, and, and he, all he knows is Anna. So Marvin is, you know, he, he's in his own head, and he's trying to, you know, he, he just made the What's Going On album. 
if you don't know what kind of pressure that is, man. I got to I got to make another record that can top that one. But that's the best record that's come out of the um, out of the whole kitty so far for the label. And now I got to come back and do this again. And I, me and my wife are fighting. And so I believe personally that Ed Townsend brought Anna, I mean, brought Janice there, knowing that she would move Marvin. From the time Janice comes on the scene, Marvin goes crazy. He's starting to write, you know, his pen. You know, every time she's in the studio, he's he's um, you know he his blood is flowing. He he's uh he's passionate about it again. So I believe that um, Ed knew what Marvin needed and um, and brought it to him. And I believe that Marvin didn't want to break up with Anna because he didn't want to hurt her because he felt like Anna saved him. Anna reminded him of his mother. So you got to remember Marvin and his daddy, they have they they clashing. Marvin's father dresses up in in you know women's blouses and she, and goes out um you know in in DC and 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 the the uh construction workers his daddy is giving them lemonade and 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 water and you know like like a little woman like very feminine. So Marvin got all this stuff that he's dealing with man and this record, I believe, helped free him from Anna and, you know, and proved to him that he was a superstar because Marvin had a lot of um, insecurities. He had a lot of doubts, a lot of self-doubt. Marvin Gaye, Marvin's biggest fear is that he would grow up, that he would be a, a homosexual man. Marvin liked the way stockings feel on his, um, women's lady stockings feel on his legs. So, you know, um, Marvin uh, Marvin was just in a dilemma, and and this was the best way to get him out of it was it was the music, and um, and and what you'll find out, Mike, is when he gets to the next record, the I Want You album, because it's three years between Let's Get It On and I Want You, in an era of music where if you didn't have an album out every year, you would you would be passed up. Here's Marvin, three years without a record, which is a lifetime in the music business in that era, and people would pass you up and, you, and a new artist could come in and take your place. Because Marvin is in the fight of his life. He never goes back to Animal. He, he fooled around with Anna. They They, you know... They go back and forth. So he's fooling around with Anna, and he's fooling around with the young girl. And so it'll get crazy for him. But the I Want You album is the album where he says, um, Janice, I'm with you, you're, um, and you're, you're with me. You're mine. But even in that album, you'll find out, as they're making that record, just how insecure he is and some of the shit that he did and why the lyrics and what he did are married to each other. Because they're the truth, which because Marvin was one of the few artists that could write in real time where he was, what he was feeling. He could go through the pain and write about it. It's difficult for most writers to go through the pain and write about it. They can write about it after they go through the pain, but they can't go through the pain and write about it. I I can't. I have to. It has to happen, and then I can come back and write it. It's, it's just too difficult. That, but Marvin made a living out of that. So the I Want You album and the Hear My Dear album, that, that's what completes the story uh, of Anna, Janice, Marvin, and Meezy. Interesting life. Interesting man. All right. I hope uh, you know. I, um, I didn't get a chance to really um, uh, study for this this one like I did. Um, what's going on? I wish I had a, but I was doing too much work. So, 
it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But I, I hope. But I think by the time you add music and you cut it up, you'll make it. You'll make it into something. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm following along and uh, knocking it out. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, another thing that's a trip, Mike, is up until that point, right? Marvin Gaye's records, he's got songs like How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You. You know, he's got Stubborn, stubborn Kind of Fella, Hitchhike, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. You know, um, that's the way love is. He's got ain't nothing like the real thing. You know, he, you know, he's got, but he has not, you know, when Marvin Gaye makes the, the, the What's Going On album, it is so different than anything he's made. And from 1971 to 1976, that's the only time Marvin Gaye has number one albums. And those number one albums are What's Going On, Let's Get It On, and I Want You. None of them go number one on the pop charts, but they're, they're all three top ten pop chart records. What's going on goes to number six on the pop charts. Let's get it on goes to number two on the pop charts. And I want you goes to number four on the pop charts. It's not until Marvin Gaye records the sexual healing record, Midnight Love, that he had another number one album again on the R&B charts and number seven on the pop charts. When you look at artists and you look at these greats and you think they have these long, you know, uh, these long, long uh, seasons of hits, they um, they don't. It's these short periods. That's why when you get the Princes and the, uh, and the Stevie Wonders, uh, you know, and even though Marvin, but Marvin had periods of hits. So in the '60s, he had a period of hits. Um, so I said that that uh, um, that he didn't have a number one album. The MPG album went to number one in the '60s. So he had one album in the '60s go to number one. Three in the '70s, one in the '80s, and then he died. Um, Del Bernie says, "Please stay. Come to come get to this. These are among my favorite." Marvin Gaye songs. I really can't put them in order because I love pretty much everything he did. Um, I love, um, I love. When did you stop loving me? When did I stop loving you? From the Hear My Dear album, and I love Praise from the In Our Lifetime album. Um, and um, I, Marvin just made some brilliant music, and I think Marvin's music is better now than when he made it. I believe his music is better today than when he recorded it. And when you can make music like that, that's when you make a music. There's some music that you make is great, and then it starts to, um, and then it starts to dwindle. It don't have the same effect. And there's only a handful of records that come from every era that you that you hold on to. So there that are great from one era to the next. So when you can make music that in your era, and from one era to the next, it can still have impact. You're, you're the elite. You're part of that elite group of artists who recorded songs, um, and and you are special and fortunate and blessed. And Marvin was all of that. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mike, we good? Yep, we are. We're really good. I'll okay. finish this tonight. Thank you, sir. I'll see you. Um, I'll pay you on the 33rd of June, November. Okay, no problem. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. 
you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.